G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's only one word in the New Testament Greek for unity, but more than 16 verbs with their related nouns and adjectives to describe the process of division. There's only one way to be rightly related to Christ and His body, and that is by faith that works through love. But there are many ways to disrupt that unity. Man is a divider by nature. In fact, two of the works of the flesh are dissensions, which is divisions, and heresies, which is to separate or stand apart from others, to break fellowship from the body and form a clique. Now, there are some things we should stand for and also things that we should stand against. But the church at Corinth stood against and divided over the wrong things. The result was that there was a serious division in the church at Corinth. The Corinthians were Greeks, and the Greeks at that time loved to debate and argue over their various philosophies. And so there was division in the church at Corinth. Now, when the church comes together, it should be to celebrate the things we agree on, not to fight over the things we disagree on. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And welcome to the program. Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And this week, we're looking at false teaching. Now, Ken, you've raised an important point here today. We defined what a heretic was yesterday. You said a heretic is someone who claims to be a Christian but believes wrong things about primary truths, so the inspiration and the infallibility of Scripture, the person of Christ, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, the Godhead, justification by faith alone, and so on. But what you just shared with us just then, obviously you're making the point that we can divide over the wrong things if we're not careful. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we, we need to beware of what we call the pendulum principle. You know, we can go too far in either direction. Some do not defend the faith at all. You know, the faith that was once delivered by the apostles to the church. Some people stand for anything. Mm. Um, they're willing to compromise on the primary truths. But at the other end of the scale, you have those that will fight over everything and anything. Uh, they're willing to separate over what we spoke about yesterday as the secondary truths or non-essential truths, things like tongues, baptism, Bible translations, end times, theories and philosophies and so on, you know. Um, I like what Augustine said. He said, in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. In all things, charity. Mm, it's a great quote. And it is. I think it brings that balance in, you know. So getting back to the situation that we spoke about earlier in Corinth, Paul said to that church, he said, I hear that there are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. Um, For there must be factions among you, he said, so that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Now, what that means is, look, there are going to be issues that have the potential to divide us. These issues will come along, whether it's doctrinal or personal issues. And what that does is it puts us to the test as to how deep and real is our fellowship. I guess really what he's saying is it's okay to have a difference of opinion on something yeah, as long as it's not the essentials. That's right. The absolute core essentials, the things yeah. that we've talked about. 
as long as it doesn't fragment and you know rip the church apart. I mean, it's done when it does that, you know. Mm. Phil, I don't know if you've heard the uh, thing that I'm about to read now. It's, it's been going around for a few years, and uh, it's quite humorous, but it illustrates the point that we've been saying today, which is how quickly and easily we divide. Okay, let me read this here. Once I saw this guy on a bridge about to jump, I said, "Don't do it." He said, "Nobody loves me." I said, "God loves you. Do you believe in God?" He said, "Yes." I said, are you a Christian or a Jew? He said, a Christian. I said, me too. Protestant or Catholic? He said, Protestant. I said, me too. What franchise? He said, Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Baptist or Southern Baptist? He said, Northern Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist or Northern Liberal Baptist? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region or Northern Conservative Baptist Eastern Region? He said, well, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region. I said, me too. Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1879 or Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region Council of 1912? He said, Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Region (laughs) Council of 1912. I said, die heretic, and I pushed him (laughs) over. (laughs) That would never happen in your church, would it? (laughs) The, the problem is, uh, of course, in, in some cases, it's not that far from reality, although it might be kind of amusing. We've all heard of how Christians can be pretty petty, some of their non-essential beliefs or the secondary beliefs, as you've called them, and that's what has put a lot of people off Christianity, to be quite frank. They say, you know, if you guys can't agree amongst yourselves and love each other, what message have you got for the rest of us? You know, why, why would we be interested to um, go down that path? What kind of advice can you give, though, so that we don't fall into that trap? Yeah, look, the first thing I would say is don't be a heresy hunter. Uh, some people are always looking for, you know, people saying the wrong things, teaching the wrong things, and that seems to be their focus, which I think is pretty sad. Mm. Uh, and the second thing, which kind of leads on to that, is don't obsess over discernment ministries and what what I call watchman websites. Yep. You know, there's some people that have set them up as the watchman over the body of Christ, and uh, yep. they're on the lookout, and uh, they're always, you know, they've got their radar up, and uh, they know of what who's teaching what that's wrong, and they put it on the website. And some people spend all their time, Phil, on these websites, and uh, it's, it's kind of a wrong focus. It's not kingdom living, you know. The next thing I would say is don't be known for what you stand against. Be known for what you stand for. You know, some people are forever fighting the darkness. Well, I say don't fight the darkness, turn the light on. Mm, yeah, that's right. Uh, the next thing then is is don't be divisive. You know, just be divisive by nature. I love that word fellowship, Phil, because it's the Greek word koinonia, which means to have in common. So that's what unites us, the things that we have in common. They're the things we should be gathering around. They're the things that we should be um, fellowshipping over. So what are those things? Well, of course, you know, the central things of the Christian faith. There are a lot of things on the periphery, but the things that unite us are the main central truths. Let's gather around those and celebrate those. And then the last thing I would say is don't set yourself up as a judge for every major ministry across the body of Christ. And the world's a big place and the body of Christ is a, is a big movement, but we're placed in a local fellowship. Sometimes people criticize and judge ministries the other side of the world only on hearsay. They've heard that they're teaching this thing and they've heard that they stand for this sort of thing. But that's how rumors spread, you know. We don't have to concern ourselves with everyone's ministry. We just need to concern ourselves with the ministry that we are under. Mm. And they spread so quickly on the internet now. You know, you can quickly do a search and find all sorts of things being claimed, but how do you know that they're true or not? And I like what you say, focus on your own ministry. Yeah, I guess it's a bit also like how they train uh, people to spot counterfeit currency by handling the real stuff. 
Uh, and if we're doing the real thing and focusing on the real thing ourselves, that's what's important. Yeah. Really practical stuff, Ken. What about making sure that we're not open to being sucked into error, though? Yeah, we've got to be on our guard. And so here's a few things I would say. Number one, become a part of a church which actually preaches the Bible. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know about you, Phil, but I'm, I'm a little bit tired of people's personal revelations. You know, God told me this and God told me that. Yeah. How about opening up the scriptures and say, you know, share with us what God has actually shared from his word. There's so much there. Yeah. That's a safe thing. If you can gather around a church that would actually teach us regularly the Bible. Secondly, I would say use discernment concerning the ministry you sit under. We discern through two means. Number one, of course, is the Word of God. So um, anything that you're not sure about, ask these two questions. I found these two questions to help me in uh, many situations. Number one, do the apostles teach this in the epistles? Mm -hmm. Uh, Did they practice it in the Acts of the Apostles? Uh, Usually you can eliminate a lot of stuff if you just put it through the filter of those two things. So the Word of God is given to us uh, to, to, to keep us on track. And, and here's a big question in that regard, Phil, and we know that Jesus is the theme of the Bible. So is Jesus central to the teaching that we're sitting under? Yeah. The second thing, of course, is that God has given us the Holy Spirit in this area of discernment. So um, you know, we, we do have the, the inner light, if I can put it that way. Yeah, that, shine um, on it. Yeah, you know, the warning light goes off, does, goes on, I mean, you know, when we're hearing things that just don't sit right with us. Now, another thing is um, ask this question as we're sitting under ministry. Am I being manipulated here by fear or am I being drawn closer to God through love? God works through grace, through love. You know, God just wins our heart, conquers us and draws us to himself by his love. And then the last question is... Um, are you allowed to ask questions where you are without being labelled a rebel? Um, you know, sometimes you, you hear things and you don't quite agree or you don't understand. And are you allowed to ask questions without being, you know, labelled rebellious or, or disobedient? I think those things will, will keep us on track. Some good insight on the subject of false teaching and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. In the meantime, don't forget, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.